0: Thank you for joining me today on Encountering God Ministries. My name is Tom and Sarah, and I'm your host. My desire and my goal is that we all encounter Jesus in every facet of our lives, Uh, whether we are sleeping, whether we're working, or even if we're just praying or playing, it doesn't matter. We can encounter God in every situation that we face. So pull up a chair, pull out your Bible, and let's go into encountering God. As we go, I want to say again that this may be a little controversial for some, but it's also something that is, um, I believe, is uh, is important to talk about. I'm not talking about about it from the aspect that you might think, but I'm talking about it from the aspect of God's affection for people, okay? So, if you'll come with me, please, to Genesis the 19th Chapter <clears throat> Genesis the nineteenth chapter, and um, the uh, you know it's right after the time when God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah, He has the fire come down. He saves the people. Um, I want to talk about this one verse, and it's and I'm going to talk about it out of the Passion translation. I'm reading it. So He says in verse uh, twenty. 7. That morning, Abraham hurried back to the place where he had stood before Yahweh. Looking down toward the land of the plain, he saw columns of smoke billowing up from Sodom and Gomorrah like the smoke of a furnace. So before God destroyed the cities of the plain where Lot had settled, he remembered, talking about God, he remembered his affection for Abraham and spared Lot. From all the destruction, okay. We're going to come back to this, but I want to reiterate and share part of the story uh, that, that we all know. I mean, we, we really, really all know this story. So, what it is is that here's Lot. He and Abraham are, are, are living together. They are um, doing their flocks together. Well, they both got so big that they couldn't handle both of them at the same time. You see, he said the land just can't handle both of us. So he looked at Lot and he said, you go one way, I'll go the other. If you, if you go west, then I'll go east. If you go east, then I'll go west. Okay. Uh, you know, because there's no sense in quarreling. I mean, they were quarreling over, uh, wells and space to feed the, the, the flocks. And what happened was Lot, um, was looking around and saw how beautiful the valley was. Where Sodom and Gomorrah happened to be. And, and he said, I'm going to go settle there, uh, cause he knew that he'd be able to take care of his flocks. And then Abraham went in the other direction. And so here they are, they're, they're, they're walking through, they're going, uh, they're going through all this stuff. And here comes, um, the Lord. And he says to Abraham that, uh, well, at first, you know, he promises the son, all this stuff. But he he he's he's telling like these these angels come and they say, Shall we hide from Abraham all that the Lord is planning to do? And uh and they said, you know, for Abraham's sake, you know, we're gonna talk because because he's a friend of God, we'll tell him what he's about to do. So they so they go for it, they talk about it, and uh and, and they're telling him, Listen, we're gonna destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and lots there. And, and so Abraham at this time is just thinking, well, I gotta be able to save this city, these cities, for, you know, uh, before anything bad happens, I have to find them and take care of this. So he says, well, listen, you're a righteous God. And I, I just love this whole, um, I just love this whole, uh, um, discourse that he has. With the Lord. It's just so good because he understands the character of God. Okay. He understood what God's character was. And I want to read it because I think we need, uh, to, to get this grasp before we start, um, doing things and saying things and feeling things and, and all, but, but before we start to do that, that are, and, and we start to blame God and, and t- tell him things that are not his character. Okay. Uh, one of the things is this virus that's going around, this coronavirus, uh, this, this COVID-19, where, uh, you know, it's, it's, where it started, you know, and all this stuff. And we're fighting, we're, we're, we're fighting the wrong fight. We're fighting the wrong battle here. Okay. Uh, many people I have heard are blaming God for this. Why would God kill so many people? I mean, out of, uh, out of a world of seven and a half billion, uh, I think worldwide, uh, there's, like 70,000 that have contracted it and, uh, and, have, and have died uh, over 150,000 have already been recovered from it. So twice as many recover than, than the ones that actually die. And, and, and so I look at this and I'm going, well, God didn't bring the virus. God didn't bring this, this sickness. And, and I don't know why anybody would blame him for bringing a sickness. That's not God. I mean, that goes totally against God's character. He sent Jesus to pay for this on the cross. Why would he bring it to teach his children a lesson? He doesn't do stuff like that. That's called child abuse. Okay? Um, So here's what happens. Yahweh explained to Abraham, the outcry for justice against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so blatant that i must go down and see if their wicked actions are as great as an outrage uh, that has come to me and if not then i will know and yahweh's two companions there were two angels were uh went toward sodom abraham remained there as yahweh paused before abraham so abraham came forward to present his case before yahweh and he said are you going to sweep away the righteous while you uh, uh while you judge the wicked What if you find 50 righteous people in Sodom? Isn't your mercy great enough to forgive? And why judge the entire city at the cost of 50 righteous who live there? That's not who you are. One who would slay the righteous with the wicked, treating them both the same way. Wouldn't the merciful judge of all the earth do what is right? So I wanted to point that out because that's not who you are. Okay, many people uh we're in this phase now to the the this day, uh, not just today, but over this period where where the church is trying to get you, the person, the believer to believe who you really are. That's not who you are. See, condemnation says you are your failure. The uh the conviction says that's not who you are. You're better than that. Okay? So, Abraham knew something about God. Abraham being a friend of God. Understands that, uh, he says, that's not who you are, one who would slay the righteous with the wicked. I know you. That's not who you are. Wouldn't the merciful judge of all the earth do what is right? And so, you know, you, you have to understand. So he starts to bargain with God. He does this bargaining, bargaining thing with the Lord. And, um, the issue here is that the issue here is that, um, you have to start understanding what God's character is like, what God is all about. Okay. Understand his character. Understand his love. We had somebody who was, um, writing down all the names of God on Facebook yesterday. I thought it was great because that's his character. See, names are not just, not nah, just a name. It's a character. When God told Adam, To name the animals. He wasn't saying give them a name like Fluffy. What he was saying was, what's their character and call them that? Okay. So that's what it is. And so Abraham has this. And then so he bargains from 50 down to 40 for a 30, you know, uh, you know, all this number's down. Okay. 50, 45, 40, 30, 20. And then finally he says, listen, one more time. Can we talk? Would you kill an entire country because of uh, for for an entire city because for the sake of ten people? And God says, "All right, if I find ten righteous, then I will take care of it." Beautiful, beautiful statement. So here we go. <laughs> this just makes me laugh. Abraham knew he had Lot and and his wife. Lot and his wife. Lot had two daughters. Okay, and both of them were betrothed, so that leaves six people that were already uh, there uh, in Sodom. And, and Abraham, I'm thinking, and it doesn't say it doesn't say this in the Bible, but I wouldn't be surprised if Abraham's thinking, well, listen, there's there's six, there has to be four more people, there has to be four more people that are righteous uh, for the Lord. And then, so obviously there wasn't, uh, you know, and, and you know the story. Uh, you can go to my Facebook Live and you can uh, listen to that story a little bit. I don't want to get into it too much because I want to get to this, uh, to this verse in, um, in chapter 19. The smoke goes up. You know, he, he sends Lot out. Lot's wife turns into salt because she looks back. Um, and then, you know, God is there and, and, and I, and I love this verse and this is what I want to talk about. That morning, Abraham hurried back to the place where he had stood, and he saw this columns of smoke. In verse 29 of chapter 19 of Genesis, so before God destroyed the cities of the plain where Lot had settled, he remembered his affection for Abraham and spared Lot from all the destruction. He remembered his affection for Abraham and spared Lot. Now, there's a lot of stuff based on uh, Lot that, That was interesting to me. One of them was that um, he took the angels in and, uh, and actually these men of the city tried to come against these angels and rape them. So Lot, I don't know what he was thinking. First of them, he calls them brothers. And so I don't know if that meant that they were close friends or that he fellowshiped with them or if he was just being nice. I don't have that answer. So Here he is. He goes, brothers, don't do this wicked thing. I have two virgin daughters here. Rape them instead. I mean, like, what are you thinking? Come on, Lot. What are you thinking? You know, and eventually the, excuse me, the angels had to, um, the angels had to take care of Lot in that situation. Bring him into the house, lock the door, those guys. And and then, so they said, Lot, you got to get out of here. Get your family and go. Lot tries to tell the in-laws or the soon-to-be son-in-laws, and they think he's joking. Um, so the, the four of them leave and, uh, and, and, and God destroys it. But he had an affection for Abraham. And that brought me to thinking that this is what he was talking about, how the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the believing wife and vice versa. So I want to read that out of 1st Corinthians chapter 7. He's talking about divorce here. And, um, and thank God that he is a God of the second chance, second, third, and fourth chance. You know, so, so ministers, uh, who happen to get divorced, God doesn't turn his back on them, but heals them and sends them out again to, to bring people to him. And he says, um, if a brother has, this is starting with verse 12 of chapter seven of first Corinthians, if a brother has um, an unbelieving wife. Okay? Uh, let me just go back here. This is not what the Lord's saying. This is what Paul is saying. Okay? Paul says this, If a brother has an unbelieving wife and she is content to live with him, he should not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is a, not a believer and is content to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been made holy or set apart or sanctified by his believing wife. And the unbelieving wife has been made holy, sanctified, and set apart by her believing husband. By virtue of his or her sacred union to the believer. And so what I want to talk about here is this whole point of being holy, set apart, sanctified uh, by, by, um, by the relationship. Remember, and and, and I'm, I'm talking about this because... A lot of men and women, they get married, they're not born again, and then they get born again. And what happens is that um, there's this conflict that's going on because they have an unbelieving husband, an unbelieving wife, oh, and living with a believing spouse. And, and God says that he sanctifies them. Remember, Paul in Acts 16 says, you will be saved and your household. That means that everybody is set apart here. Lot was sanctified, set apart because of the affection God had for Abraham and the affection that Abraham had for God. In that relationship, that Old Testament relationship, Abraham was able to sanctify Lot and Lot was sep- uh, was was saved from injury because of this affection that God had for Abraham. So it is with your husband, so it is with your wife if you are not uh, if they are not born again. They are set apart. They are holy. They are being prepared for the day that they give their heart to Jesus. Be faithful. Remain faithful. Now, I mean, obviously there's abusive situations. There's stuff like that. I get that. Okay. But what I'm talking about here, if they are content, if they, if they love each other deeply and, and, and he doesn't have a desire, like, like he's not beating her. He's not cheating on her and, and vice versa. Then, then hang it in, hang in there. God will, God is setting them apart. Okay. Now, again, I want to say very carefully, you know, stay away from danger, but this is what the deal is because they are set apart. They are holy because of the affection that God has for the believer. They are set apart. They are being prepared for an encounter with God. You know, it's it's kind of funny when you think about it. Abraham was a friend of God, and God spared Lot because of that friendship. So obviously we're we're just we we, we're not digging deep, deep, deep into this. But I just wanted to introduce this to you today because there's something about the affection that God has for you that sanctifies everybody around you. That makes them, I'm not going to say they become saints because of you. What I'm saying is that God has an affection for you and he's going to go after them to love them and to honor them and to bring them into the kingdom because of your love and because of his love for you and his affection for you. So that's all we're going to deal with today. And so uh, God bless you guys. God is doing amazing things. Um, I just wanted to let you know that that, you know, this virus thing is really, really wicked. And, and, and we need to keep praying for it. And I know you may be watching this or listening to this, uh, after the, sh- after the fact. But understand that this is not from the Lord. And we as believers, God has an affection for us. And we can, can, can take our families and bring them under the protection of the Lord in this season. So anyway, God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in today to Encountering God. And, and, and the purpose of what I'm doing is specifically to give you an, an avenue in which you can encounter him. God bless you and have a great day.